career sucks. Sex just isn't the same. What's my purpose? Where did this fat come from? My relationship is killing me. I'll never be happy. My debt is piling up. I'll never find love. Why can't I be like other gay guys? Hey guys, it's time to get a grip, stop whining, make a bold move, and do something amazing with your 40-plus gay life. Let's get to the show with your tell-it-like-it-is host, Rick Clemens, who does his best to never act like a dick or a diva unless you act like one first. Hello, 40-plus gay men, gay talk followers, listeners, all that good stuff. We are going to talk about one of your favorite things. We're going to talk about sex and pleasure and all good stuff and we're gonna try to get you out of some of your closets around oh but that stuff's really hard to talk about it's really uncomfortable and i'm so excited to have a fellow coach a friend of mine who's already been on the podcast back he is also one of the main faculty people behind something called body electric i know some of you guys are like oh yeah i've heard of that some of you probably need to go, oh, I need to do more than just hear about it. You probably need to step into it and, and let yourself be free into discovery. I say that as I'm like, I want to do it. It's never lined up where I could be part of it. But um, I'm really excited that Craig is here. Craig Cullinane, he is just an amazing guy who I have found mm. as I've watched him as a coach and other things that he's involved in going, he really knows how to help people see and step into stuff that is well, kind of can be uncomfortable. Not just kind of, right, Greg? I mean, this is this is not comfortable mm-hmm. stuff yeah. for people to talk about, right, man? So welcome to the podcast, buddy. I'm That's so right. glad you're here. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for inviting me back. Yeah, again, it's like, it's like, hey, it's like a repeat, which most of us don't even get on hookups. So, hey, let's go there, right? <laughs> <That's> right. <laughs> yes. But there's a piece of this, and I've been thinking about this since I knew you were going to be coming back on. And watching the world and the planet the way it's spinning these days. And there's a lot of talk about consciousness yes. in so many areas. Mm-hmm. And before you and I even started speaking about this prior to turning on the microphone, this consciousness piece to me, it's something that emanates throughout everything we do. It can't just be about how we treat others. It can't just be about how we're treating the planet. It can be all of those things and more. But one of the things I think mm-hmm. as human beings and especially as gay men if we were much more conscious in our sex, our pleasure, our sexuality, and our ability to move and embody all of that, I honestly believe many of us gay men would be much more content in life. Mm. And I feel like that's something that Body Electric can really help with. So um, why don't you Mm kind of give those who've never heard of Body Electric a little bit of rundown. No, we're not going to plug your cock into a light circuit and go, (laughs) let's turn it on, right? It's not that well, kind of in a way it is. I mean, the the bits I know, it's like, oh, it charges you up and gets you really like in yourself. But um, mm-hmm. why don't you give your Absolutely. your like, you know, your version of feel body, about electric. body electric? Yeah, let, let's just go for it. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. So body electric is the body electric school, www.bodyelectric.org. And I'm so happy that this year is actually the celebration of 40 years of body electric. It began in the Bay Area uh, by a man named Joseph Kramer around 1984, started uh, offering um, the core foundational uh, introductory workshop that we do that we call Celebrating the Body Erotic. And so, you know, Body Electric is, um, is a school. It's, it's an opportunity to have an experience of conscious and intentional 
erotic education, mm. which I think that so few of us ever had. Yep. You know, I, I think about, you know, there's a great tantric principle that I've learned in Body Electric and other places, as within, so without. Mm. And it's kind of like what you were talking about, you know, that that I have, the truth is, is that within me, I have this life force energy. I have this erotic energy. I have this part of me that is an erotic being. And it's a source of healing. It's a source of power. It's a source of aliveness that few of us are really in relationship with, right? Mm -hmm. And why? Why is that? It's because for some reason, and we can think about, you know, history and systems and religion and everything from culture and families, we have not been taught and supported in having skillful erotic education in our lives. Mm -hmm. And I really think that it, it has, it has a huge impact on the world. I think it in, impacts the amount of violence that's in the world. I think uh, it, it has a is in, impact in a lot of ways. So, so what body electric does is body electric creates a space where people can explore themselves as an erotic being. And we do this using lots of different tools, things like our breath and consensual touch. Uh, we practice things in this space like trying to figure out what it is I desire and learn to ask for it. We learn how to communicate, to ask for what we want, to say no. That's so huge to be able to say no if that's not mm -hmm. our truth. You know, we're so trained to please other people and to not say no. Right. Um, so the, the, the experience of Body Electric is an invitation to explore yourself as an erotic person, to learn skills and tools about how to pleasure other people and to pleasure yourself and to really reclaim and embrace a practice and a possibility that pleasure is healing. And when we tap, raise and spread pleasure energy in our body, it actually informs every part of our life, mm -hmm. right? Um, I love the def difference between the definition of erotic and sexual, right? Mm -hmm. They're not exactly the same things, right? The erotic, when I say the erotic, it's, it's waking up our life force energy, activating our senses. Gene Smart wrote, I mean, Gene Smart, um, Gene Houston wrote an amazing book um, called The Search for the Beloved. And in that she talks about the lure of Eros is the mm. lure of muchness. Mm. That when we tap this energy within, we wake up our lives. It informs our creativity, our health, our relationships with other people. So anyway, that's a that, that's kind of a large overview of Body Electric. But so for 40 years, Body Electric's been offering workshops to mostly uh, queer men, gay men, but mm -hmm. also to uh, women body folks, all genders folks, any kind of person you are has a place in Body Electric. So I'll that's stop awesome. there. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> I love this because- The general a couple, Yeah, I love that because some listeners have probably never- heard about body electric or if they have they're like mm -hmm. they've never taken the time to go explore right and mm -hmm. one of the things that I, a couple of things that you brought up that i think are just absolutely like on point is this inability to operate from a conscious perspective and i've been doing a lot mm -hmm. of work personally in this space like i'm mm -hmm. i've really been working on this in in general in my life like okay i can get i guess because i recently was at a, an event that i I didn't like the speaker and it was in a space where I'm like, okay, this kind of speaker probably wasn't the best one for the kind of place we were in, but I, I was very mm -hmm. conscious about what was happening for me in that. Right. Mm -hmm. 
I also noticed as I was allowing other stuff to show up for me throughout the rest of that week, that because I was conscious that that had pushed buttons in a certain way, and I was asking all the deeper questions like, why did that push your button? What effect is that having on you? How is that helping you be in the present, you know, present moment and all these things that the kind of questions I like to really dig in with myself. It was interesting, Craig, because I also noticed in my sexual pleasure that week, it was very aggressive. It was very charged. And I was like, oh, this is interesting because that's not a typical energy that I show up in. I mean, I can go there in the right situations, but I thought this has really affected me. And, but yet I was very conscious of that too. I'm like, wow, I'm seeing this trickle, you know, of energy flowing mm -hmm. through. And I think sometimes this is the things we don't realize. I can get really pent up on certain things and then I shut down in ways sexually or energetically mm -hmm. and erotically yeah, sure. because then I, I can get very mechanical. Like if I'm just like, okay, fine, let's just, okay, we're going to just go there. Let's just fucking be done. All right. You know, let's just get it done. And I can Absolutely. find myself in the bedroom, like, okay, I'm just done, you know? And yet what I also realize is that actually doesn't do well for my husband because then he thinks something's wrong and then he's taking on a story, which we all can take on our stories. But I think the beauty of what you and Body Electric try to do is number one, free ourselves to be really super conscious about what it is to own who we are. I have gotten to the place where I actually say I'm a sexual being. I've always kind of said that, but yeah. I actually really mm -hmm. own it. I'm a sexual and an erotic mm -hmm. being, and I'm not going to hide that any longer from anyone. That doesn't also mean I'm out being a big hoe. Not often. Or if you Not are, often. hey, you know what? Yeah, exactly. You That's know, no judgment, thing. you know? So you as, you, stuff, you know, as you work with people, and I know, I know there's some, you know, there's some events coming up and everything, but one of the things that I feel like as you yeah. work with people, don't you feel like this consensual piece is like almost like the beginning? Because I was involved in a tantric mm. um, experiment, well, exercise not long ago it was in october of 2023 i was on a cruise and they had a tantric workshop on the cruise and one of the first things they did which is very common in tantra is they did the consensual you know no exercise where you walk up and you try and mm -hmm. no because we're so afraid to say no but we're also so yes. afraid to say what do you want or here's what i want so don't you feel like that's kind of one of the beginning spaces is getting people really comfortable in the mm -hmm. asking and the no and the yeses? Absolutely. It's crucial. Mm -hmm. You know, we always, we have a saying, if they don't trust your, your, you know, your, your no, they'll never trust your yes. Mm -hmm. And it, you know, you're right. Culturally, it is so challenging to say no. Sometimes it is so challenging. Even if you're the person receiving touch from someone, if, you know, again and again, I see, for example, in the body electric workshops that, you know, people may be receiving touch that they don't particularly like, but it can be very difficult to say, hey, stop. Mm -hmm. Or could you do it this way instead? Because mm -hmm. we're so trained to take care of people's feelings um, and, and to not pay attention to our own needs and desires in the moment. Mm -hmm. So that is definitely a cultural thing that people you know, it's, you know, body electric and other spaces is nice to go to that space. So you can practice those things because they're so encouraged. Right. And body electric, we say, when someone says no to you, we say, thank you. Mm. Thank you for taking care of yourself. You know, a no is a beautiful thing. Not it's, it's, and, and, and it's, it's, if I hear no, it's not mine to take personally. It's not about me. They're caring for themselves. That's good news. Right. Mm -hmm. 
you know, it's interesting uh, in my in, uh, in, end, okay. in my world, there's a p- place where I, I I teach professional speaker, or I, I shouldn't say teach. Mm-hmm. I work with professional speakers building their business. Mm. And the rejection piece of being in that business is so huge because you got to, yes. you're constantly, it's kind of like in coaching, you're constantly looking for clients, building your client base, mm-hmm. all that sort of stuff. Sure. And one of the things I always bring up with them is go for no. You need to go for no because you need to learn how to take those no's and realize that no is challenging you to do better, to ask better questions, mm-hmm. to understand that you're not a fit. And, I, and I'm glad that you're bringing this up because sometimes I think, Sex is messy. Let's just go there. Sex and, and erotic mm-hmm. stuff can be really messy. Not just physically messy either, people, in a good way. It, it gets really messy emotionally. Yet, mm-hmm. if we embrace the ability to say yes and no, the messiness starts to dissipate. Because then there's clear, clear communication and there's clarity on what someone wants. Now, the thing is, Craig, and I know you know this. I think for many of us, when somebody says no, and one of my good friends is a speaker who speaks to college students and his whole, his whole brand is, can I kiss you? That is what the program is called. Can I kiss you? And he talks about permission-based sex and dating and kissing and all this sort Mm -hmm. of stuff, which is another piece of this puzzle. What I find interesting is how many adults, and I love that, you know, conscious adult learning is what you're doing here at Body Electric. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah are so afraid to learn how to say yes and no. It scares the shit out of them. It makes them so uncomfortable. It is. and It does. You know, I think part of it is our relationship with disappointment or taking Mm -hmm. things personally, you know? So, yeah. um, You know, there's a step, I think, underneath all of this that's really important to name, which is I think so few of us actually even know what we want. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, so few of us are have trained ourselves or are used to checking in with our own bodies, our own skin, our own desire, which is where, you know, our desire lives in our bodies, that energy that comes forth that gives information about what we want or don't want. I think so few of us really know what it is we want that to then even ask for it or say no around it can be very confusing. So I think a step before all this and something we practice in body electric is inviting people to get really like curious. What do I want sexually? What do I want erotically? What do I want right now? And that practice to discern what it is I want in the moment requires people to slow down and, you know, get focused on their own body get curious about how desire lives in their own body and just, you know, begin to feel again, begin to discern desire that comes from within, right? So, you know, in Body Electric, we do a lot of work around um, inviting people into experiences of touching their own body, self-pleasure, mm-hmm. right? If I touched myself for the first time, as if it was for the first time, with, with being open and curious about how my body experiences pleasure as an experiment, is something very, very deep and interesting. Mm-hmm. And also, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm going to be teaching a, a body electric workshop in um, New York City the weekend of February 24th and 5th for uh, male couples. And that's another thing too, just kind of like you were talking about couples. Uh, couples get into huge habits around yep. their erotic lives and sexual lives together, right? And, 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 you know, it's so human, right? We all do it. Mm-hmm. 
And if you look at it through the lens of habits, it's not bad or wrong. It's not right or good. It's just kind of like, what are the habits I'm with my partner around, especially around sex, especially around Eros. And of course, asking yourself, like, what is, what is so hard to talk about? Why mm -hmm. is it challenging to actually bring it to the surface? You know? Um, so in that workshop, what's really nice is we use the principles of body electric, like breath work and touch and consensual, um, making requests and, and, and all of those things within the context of just your relationship with another person. Because what could happen if you had some guidance and support to shake up some of the habits mm -hmm. and reconnect again, maybe in some really simple ways, it's not going to go to fucking in that experience, but right. it may go to, Hey, like, would you, um, would you be willing to let me lay back and have you just give me a super beautiful sensual cock massage mm -hmm. for 10 minutes and then we'll switch, you know, it can just to different ways to shake up the relationship and see what's there again and rekindle the embers of the, uh, the spark. But I think the curiosity piece of all of this, Craig is another step of being very conscious because mm -hmm. curiosity always takes us to that next space of I'm not settling for what is. And so there's a consciousness mm -hmm. piece that shows up in this. And as you were talking mm -hmm. through that, mm -hmm. it reminded me of a, a, a client I'm working with currently who, who's struggling in his relationship to have these conversations. Now, yeah. this person happens to be somewhat of an introvert too. And so to have mm -hmm. any conversation can be really, I mean, I'm kind of amazed that we've done as well as we have in the coaching relationship because it was like pulling teeth <laughs> to get this person to talk for a while. Right. Mm -hmm. But once he developed the trust and the comfort, things started to come out. I think this is a big piece for all of us to consider. If you're struggling to understand how you're going to communicate, work on how your partner can communicate too, because sometimes you're trying to communicate in a way mm -hmm. that they can't receive. And I think this mm -hmm. is one of those pieces when you learn how to receive as well as how to give things can flow a lot easier. So in this particular case, he has Absolutely. some mm -hmm. some beautiful desires that he wants, which has actually shifted. I mean, he's been with his partner a good 15 years. And where they are now versus where they were, they're both older. So desires have changed. Things that they enjoy doing have shifted, which is common. <laughs> Back to the habits. Don't. Absolutely. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say you can't, but... Kind of think about this. If you were, met your partner in your 20s or 30s, and now you guys are in your 50s or 60s, Absolutely. you may not be doing the same stuff. And that, but don't let that be like, okay, we're dead, we're done. But when you're That's afraid right. to have the conscious conversation, like, hey, what do you now enjoy? Like what you just brought up. Mm -hmm. Like, can I give you a sensual cock massage versus, you know, downright let's get dirty and let's fuck? Maybe yep. a partner is no longer into let's fuck. Okay, great. But what, yeah. where, where are the other pleasure things? What are the other things that you would enjoy doing? Exactly. And sometimes those are the hardest questions to ask because first you're afraid of offending your partner and B, you're afraid of being offended yourself. Yet when we take the fear mm -hmm. away, if we just step into curiosity, as you said, mm -hmm. I think that's yeah. the most beautiful doorway to step through. And then discovery starts to happen and you can learn. Now, of course, then you can determine based on what you learn, are you capable of being there? Okay, if not, then there's other conversations that need to happen. But I love all this that, you know, this desire pieces within us 
throughout our entire being as a human, whether it's desire for Mm -hmm. sex, whether it's desire for food, desire for breath, desire for water, whatever it is. Once we realize it's the same thing that the essence of desire, it's always the same, but do we feel uncomfortable asking somebody for a drink of water? No, I don't think most people do. Right. Right. Start thinking in those terms, like we can make it this simple. Yes. And, and I really think, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting to imagine, say, for example, there's a couple who really, uh, they've been together for a long time, they don't have sex anymore, maybe they're even still physically affectionate with each other, you know, they hug or they touch or they kiss or whatever, hold hands. Um, but they're not going into the erotic, they're not activating some of the erotic energy that was between them before. Mm-hmm. You know, when I work with a couple like that, I like to keep it really slow and simple at first with some very low risk experiences that may not even go into the sexual or the erotic right away. Sometimes what has to happen is first is just the reestablishment of that intimate connection, a reestablishment of some basic pleasures. Would you massage my back? Would you massage my butt? I don't know, whatever. Right. Just, you know, and, and, and it can be also very helpful to use the work of the three minute game, the, the, the wheel of consent to really clarify who's the pleasure for in this experience. Is it for you? Mm-hmm. Is it for me? Just giving people some tools and some basic experiences of how to connect again. Because when you rekindle that little spark and you do it with some consistency, right? Mm-hmm. Then you lay the foundation for more. Maybe it doesn't want to flow into sex. Maybe it does want to flow into something more erotic. But especially at the beginning, I think it's important to take small, consistent steps towards reestablishing that energy between you. Yes, and and this is something that I think a lot of people get stuck in. When we get stuck in a habit, whether it's a habit of overeating or overindulging in alcohol or overindulging in sex or even overindulging in exercise, we suddenly like, okay, Mm-hmm. We got to fix this, right? So what do we do? We jump headlong into it. Like, okay, we're going to do this. And here's the criteria. Boom, 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 boom. And then we wonder why the fuck it fails. Well, it's probably because you didn't take mm-hmm. the baby step. Now, I'm not going to say the type A's are probably going to like slap mm-hmm. me upside. They're like, no, I got to do it. Fine, <laughs> do you, okay? They probably would also never admit like, yeah, they fell a whole lot more than they want anybody to know. But it's really interesting when you say, okay, what's the simplest first step? What's the simplest way? It's a simple you know? first step. But it also requires some real commitment because mm-hmm. it is hard to challenge those habits. Absolutely. Maybe you're someone who's kind of like, you know, um, sexually avoidant. Or maybe mm-hmm. you're someone who, who gets your feelings hurt because you're the one who's always initiating and it's not being reciprocated. Mm-hmm. Like there's lots of things that are going on in there, right? So it can be helpful to work with someone. It can be helpful to take small steps. It can also be really helpful to plan and commit to a series of experiences of connection mm-hmm. together over some weeks, six weeks or something like that. Like, you know, plan, plan the, the, the touch time, plan the erotic connection time and really schedule it and, and show up for it. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't do that, it's so easy to slip away. I mean, that's mm-hmm. just how we are, especially, you know, with some of these deeper these deeper experiences, because what happens is, is that a lot of feelings get activated, a lot of physical sensations, a lot of emotional sensations that can bring up lots of things from our past. It's not easy to flow into being erotically charged if you're not in the habit of it. Mm -hmm. So I also feel like some people, some people feel like when you use a word like erotic 
okay, two words, erotically charged. Yeah. They instantly go to, okay, it's a porn star moment. I'm like, that doesn't hmm. necessarily yeah. mean what that is. I mean, I can yeah. be very erotically no, charged. Right. I mean, you know, I, I sit at my office window, looks out on the street. I, I happen to live in a college town and there's a lot of college people who live around our area. I see the boys go jogging by with their shirts off and their short shorts and their nice little bubble butts. I can get erotically charged by that. That doesn't mean I want to go jump their bones. It. it just means that I, I feel that eroticism come up. You're and feeling I, you know, your eroticism. Right. Mm-hmm. And my listeners know I'm a very, you know, sex positive, very sexual being. And I, I talk about that a lot. Mm-hmm. But if I were to put myself on a shame space with that, <clears throat> it's not going to help me with my relationship with my husband. There's nothing that's yeah. going to help me. Well, now, when yeah. I know I can talk to him about that and we're laying in bed, I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, let me tell you something that really got me turned on today. It's so interesting mm-hmm. how sometimes that little bit, it may not lead to the porn star cum shot, but man, it leads to a great <laughs> makeout session or some great, you know, heavy duty cuddling and body to body and just yeah. being with each other versus look, bam, bam. Thank yeah. you, sir. Absolutely. You know, sometimes we, you know, sometimes we want to have sex because it feels so good and then so connecting, but sometimes, you know, we have a lot of needs around connection. Sometimes we just want to be held. You know, we're so touch starved, mm-hmm. I think, but sometimes we, you know, we, we, we just want intimacy and connection. And we think the only way to get it is to have sex. But when I'm talking about erotic energy, I'm talking about waking up your life force. I'm talking about when I'm eating this food, am I really giving it my attention? Am I savoring this taste? Am I, am I really feeling the sun, the, the coolness of the breeze on my skin? Am I really giving attention to this beautiful music I'm listening to? Am I letting it move me? Am I slowing down enough to be available as a sensual person? All of these things, food and physical sensations, music and touch, all of them are erotic. They're candy. Oh, absolutely. I mean, and, with the and listeners. It's, and it's, and it's, a, it's a practice that, 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 that welcomes living a pleasurable life. Yeah. And gosh, we're on a planet hurtling through space, everyone. Like, it's very rare that we're here. Right. Exactly. Let's feel good. Let's feel good. I mean... <laughs> what what you listeners don't know what what you listeners don't know something that just happened i'm not talking something you know really erotic or anything but while craig was talking i reached over i grabbed my water bottle i took a drink of water and i really really love a good taste of water and it's got mm-hmm. a, a certain temperature for me is just like the best and as i was drinking that and craig you were talking about this i'm like yeah, I'm really tuned into I'm tuned into what Craig's saying, but I'm also tuned into this water is just so good. It is just tasting so good. It's it's making me feel refreshed. It's it's going into that space. I mean, I actually as I'm talking about it right now, I have some goosebumps happening because I've learned to activate some of this. And gang, I'm not saying I do this all the time. Trust me, I don't think Craig's going to say he does this all the time either. We get busy and we're doing live and boom, 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 boom. And then we get to the end of the day and we're like, wow, did I make room for anything else? And then a partner or a husband or a boyfriend or girlfriend, whoever's listening comes home and we don't give them any attention. And suddenly there we are, we're in the habit. Let's just do this. Let's just do this. Let's just do this. And if we could just embrace the eroticism of life. Wow. What a gift Mm -hmm. that would be. Exactly. Um, Absolutely. We, yeah, I'm sorry. I just completely forgot what I was going to say, but I concur. <laughs> well, I think I think that, but that, okay. So here's something that I found really interesting, Craig. 
when I get into these kind of conversations, there is there's like an eroticism that's actually activated right now because I'm feeling right, some pleasure yep. simply mm-hmm. from the conversation. No, gang, I'm not sitting here with a hard on. I'm being real honest here, but I'm kind of sitting here with a hard on for life and the conversation <laughs> and the consciousness of what we're Beautiful. talking about because it's activating something in me, which I know there's this last week has been a crazy busy week of travel and everything. And I've needed some activation of emotions and senses and all yeah. this sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. But sometimes we forget, oh, look, we're so busy. We're just so busy. We're so busy. So I'll, I'll bring up mm-hmm. one interesting little thing. Well, well, one, just say, you know, just say, yeah, yeah. Think, let me just say one quick thing because it has to do exactly. What so this is why, you know, you know, I think in the culture, we're hearing more and more about this word, these, this language, like pleasure and pleasure is healing and pleasure, you know, like embrace pleasure, reclaim pleasure. And what does that mean? You know, that's why there's all of the, there's this incredible book, pleasure activism. What does it mean to be a pleasure activist? And why is that valuable? You know, because it's mm. so radical in our culture and in many cultures in the world to say, I, I desire pleasure. I deserve pleasure. Mm-hmm. If, if, if I activate and welcome pleasure in my body, it, it, it's a good thing rather than something right. to be shameful of or to be, to, to be ashamed of. And, and that um, when I imagine waking pleasure up in my life, finding my pleasure, reclaiming my pleasure, uh, it can be a support to waking up my entire life. Mm-hmm. Hugely important. Hugely important. And it's interesting for people listening to think, to ask themselves, like, what is my relationship to pleasure? What does that even mean? What was I told about pleasure from my family, my church, my, my culture? Yep. You know, just really look at that. Like, become curious about your relationship to pleasure. It can be interesting. Well, it's very interesting because it, it invites us to be curious once again. You know, mm-hmm. as you were talking through that, the, what that started, bridge. yeah, it's a huge bridge. But as you were talking about, you know, you know, reclaiming your pleasure. First thing that came through my mind is some of the things happening in Congress where people say, I'm reclaiming my time. Maybe that's what we need to all start saying. I'm reclaiming my pleasure, just like they reclaim their time when they're in a congressional hearing or something like I'm reclaiming my time because by reclaiming your pleasure, Mm -hmm. you're actually saying I'm reclaiming my time to be me and to be who I truly wholly am. And um, so this past week, it's kind of, this kind of segues into where I was going. I'm one of two gay people on my team in my nine to five job. I was the only one for a while. And I found my way to be fully me in that environment. And there's times Mm. that they quite don't know what to do with me because I'm very, I'm very boisterous, (laughs) kind of like I am. I'm just, this is who Rick is. This is what you get, right? Your authentic self. (laughs) I am truly my authentic self. I, I do know how to hold it in at times and like make sure I don't push envelopes too much, but we went to a hockey game as a as a company last week and we're just kind of playing around and i'm like i'm not a hockey guy but hey whatever you know let's watch this and do it and one of my team members actually one of the leadership team members made some smart remark and i reached over on as he spun to walk away and i slapped him on the ass and he was like oh my goodness you know right what was interesting about that is as soon as i did it i got really conscious like whoa wait Maybe I should have not done that. Number one, number two, maybe I should have jokingly said something, you know, and he was cool with it. But here's where I'm going with this. There was a pleasure in me being myself in that moment of like, this is just how Rick shows up. But I quickly got very conscious about it. He didn't say anything. He didn't give me cold shoulders or anything all the rest of the time. 
But when I came back, I sent him a message in Slack and said, Hey, I want to clear the air because I feel like I may have crossed a boundary and you know, so Great. forth and so on. And mm -hmm. it was really interesting. He goes, I knew it was all in good fun. And I know you, Rick, you're just a fun guy who likes to just be who you totally are. Well, first yeah. of all, that gave me a, a huge sense of relief, but the whole consciousness thing showed up again, yes. like, okay, maybe I need mm -hmm. to be a little more present. Maybe I need to be conscious. Craig, I would have been petrified to send that kind of a message six, eight years ago yeah, because I wasn't mm -hmm. conscious and comfortable in my own skin. And I think a lot of this happens, you know, back to what you said about the pleasure activism and what have we been told about pleasure? Yeah. yeah. I was raised in, a, in, a, in a weird, interesting space of you just got to work. You just go work. You get your stuff done. Da, da, da. There wasn't a lot of space for pleasure in my childhood. Yeah. Pleasure. No, I've been thinking a lot about the idea of, you know, the experience of work pleasure, pleasure mm -hmm. in work, right? That not mm -hmm. a lot of people have, but I mean, it's some, I mean, a lot, maybe a lot, I don't know, that's maybe an assumption, but, you know, um, yeah, this idea of, 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 to even ask yourself, like my mother was like, who cares if you like your work? I don't right. care if you're shoveling shit, it's a job. It's a job and like paying the work. bills, just go get it done. Right? Like the yeah. idea that you could actually enjoy and have pleasure from, from your work. I just want to say like, I really appreciate your process with that experience with your coworker. You know, I think within the context of body electric, for example, in, in like a body electric container, if someone did that, if someone just went and like smacked someone's butt, we would be like, you know what? We want to, we would, we would prefer that you made a request. Hey, can I slap you on the butt? And yeah. waited for an answer. Right. That's yeah. what we would prefer because we're trying to be mindful that that person, I don't know, maybe not, doesn't want to receive that. Right. But another thing that we practice within body electric and other people do too, which I really love is like the ability to clear and the ability to repair. If something comes up, like it's very possible that that person might've gotten offended or upset by you doing that. Yeah. And it wasn't your intention and that's fine. And if that was their, if that was their reaction, that that's fair, or it's just the right. reaction. But the ability to repair and say, "Hey, oh, I, 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 I want to name what I did, mm -hmm. and I want to make sure everything's okay." It's so hugely important, and it's well, it's, it is it's important, a, you know. It, yeah, it's yeah. interesting too because that okay, so that happened, and maybe it's my week to like push some envelopes and, and be super conscious because then <laughs> the next day I'm yeah. standing with another member of the leadership team. And we're having a kind of an intimate conversation about parents and kids and, you know, relationships with parents. And I could tell mm. he was going someplace around his father, which I'm like, oh, I can relate to this. I can totally relate mm. to this. And I am mm. one of those people, like when I started seeing something like that, I, I can dig in pretty quickly with someone. It's the coach in me. I'm like, okay, mm. wait, well, maybe I don't need to do this so much. Let's get real now. <laughs> yeah, let's get real now. You know, let's go. Right. And I could tell he was struggling to articulate, but I kind of kept using myself as the example. And then I, I saw he's like, but, you know, that, you know, he kind of moved on. So, again, I sent him a message after we got back and said, hey, man, I really appreciate the conversation we're having. I hope I didn't make you feel uncomfortable, you know, sharing my perspective and digging in a little bit with you because I didn't ask permission to do that with you. And again, mm -hmm. Craig, it was really beautiful because he wrote back and said, you know what? The one thing I always enjoy with you is these conversations about stuff other than work. I'm older than him. He's probably the least. <laughs> he's the last person I would think that would like 
respect me as a gay man. I, he respects me, but I think yeah. there's an edge of he he's he's not a I don't know. I don't know where he stands on that issue. Right. But he said, one of the things I appreciate is your perspective on life, on parenting and being a good man. Mm. And I thought, OK, Beautiful. interesting. But I also know, Craig, from that perspective, that if he could bring something like up like that up again, I'm like, hey, do you want to you want to chat further about that? rather than me just diving in because mm-hmm. this is one of the things I love. I love this stuff. I, I just mm-hmm. love digging in with people and being in those spaces. But I also know as a facilitator in retreats and stuff, you ask permission. And sometimes in our personal life, this is where we forget to ask permission. Yeah. You know, there's a wonderful, um, there's lots of wonderful organizations and schools that do teaching about really clear, effective communication. One that I really have been digging lately is called one um, modality of communication. It's called Mm. authentic relating, authentic relating. This is this whole kind of world in school about Mm -hmm. how do you relate authentically with people? What are the words you use in conversation to support skillful communication, right? One thing that I love from that world that I use all the time now is so you know how we all make assumptions and that can get you in trouble Mm -hmm. and stuff like that in that world they offer this language um i'm imagining that you're angry with me right now is that true right i'm imagining that you're feeling this way or experiencing this or that is that true is that true because i don't i don't know if i don't know what you're feeling i'm imagining you're feeling this way i could be wrong i could be right is that true right it just gives an entry point for like let's communicate honestly about what's happening right now right but that world of authentic relating is great. I just want to say like one thing that I want to also kind of just bring me back to body electric and the work that we do is one important component of it. And it's kind of like what you're talking about with your colleagues is it's one of the great things about body electric is that we do this work in community. We talk about creating an intentional erotic community where we all come in the door with our fears and our projections and our worries and our shame and our curiosity and our delight. And we go through this experience together and you're led through this process where 20 people in the room are having 20 totally different experiences because they're 20 different bodies or 20 different people. But yet we hold as sacred this container around consent and communication and confidentiality. Um, What I notice is that when people really start to get that they're safer, that they're safe in the space, that they're, that we're facilitating this with integrity, they just begin to relax. Their nervous system begins to just kind of regulate and relax. And all of a sudden, very quickly, this, what you're talking about, this authentic self, this authentic self that's just naturally them just starts to blossom in the space. They're being touched. They're asking themselves to breathe. They're touching other people all consensually. And all of a sudden, it's like these natural ways that we are as humans begin to wake up. Our most generous and and caring for each other. Our ability to um, have empathy and compassion for the experience of other people. There's so much that happens. It's, it's, It's good medicine. It is good medicine. And to that point, that is a good place to kind of bring this full circle. When we have empathy and mm. compassion for others, mm. it's yeah. a really big testament or reminder, testament and reminder to do the same thing for ourselves. I think stepping into yes. the world of body electric is like I'm giving empathy for, to myself. 
I'm giving compassion yes. to myself to explore something new. And anybody mm-hmm. who may be feeling like, hey, I, especially with this, you know, event coming up at the end of the month, like, hey, my husband mm-hmm. and I or my partner and I could really use that connection piece. We could mm-hmm. use that space to reconnect or any of the other events coming up where you're like, I really wish I could just feel more comfortable in me and my body and my, I mean, yes, I'm a big yes. guy. I am a big guy. I'm 300 pounds. I'm six foot four. I'm, I fall into the bear wow. world, right? Love if you it. see me, I'm intimidating. People are like, if, and I, and I can be really intimidating when I'm in certain settings where I'm not smiling or anything. They're like, oh my God, this guy looks like he's about ready to just pound somebody, right? <clears throat> what I find about this is it creates my own interesting body shame and body, you know, sure. fears and all this sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yet once a week with intentionality, I give myself permission to look at my body, to embrace my body, <laughs> to look at myself, mm-hmm. not from like, oh, great. There's another hair growing out the ears. I'm 60 years old. Like, great. Here we go. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's a intentionality of looking at some of the stretch marks that I had from when I was even bigger and loving on them and seeing them and mm-hmm. loving, you know, yeah. my changing body as a guy that's, you know, aging. Yeah. I hope everybody walks away yeah. from this yeah. conversation with some empathy and compassion, a for who they are as yes. an erotic sexual being, but even more so guys, who you are as beautifully created gay men, just really yeah. embrace yeah. this piece. And I invite you to you know, get on yeah. electric, you know, you know, body electrics website, look at their events. And I know I'm saying this as a guy who's never had a chance yet to participate. I know when the time is going to happen, it's going to, it's going to show up for me. I'm like, yep, we're mm-hmm. now doing this even, even if it's not with my husband, there's a piece of this mm-hmm. that I know would be so healing. I found other ways to get some of this done, but I believe in this. And that's why Craig is back for a second time. He'll probably be back <laughs> again down the road for a third because I believe in this cool. work. I believe in us being erotic mm. beings. I also believe in us mm. being sexual beings, but I also believe it starts with the erotic part of ourselves, recognizing that energy and letting it come forth. Because as you said, Craig, so eloquently, the eroticism isn't just about sex. There's an erotic piece to eating and drinking and looking at nature and all yes. these different things. So, so can you shout again well, one more fun. time? The, the yeah. like, when is the dates for this yes. couples thing? Yes. Well, uh, first of all, I want to say it could be fun if, if when you get to a body electric workshop, if we have a podcast after it in reflection Absolutely. so we can hear from you what you which mm-hmm. so i want to yeah so body electric is www.bodyelectric.org and there's all kinds of classes online and in person that you can jump into um and there's workshops for every kind of person right mm-hmm. but i just want to highlight a few that are coming up there's i'm teaching a, 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 a the introductory workshop celebrating the body erotic uh for male couples the weekend of uh, february 24th and 25th in new york city um, there are general introductory workshops celebrating the body erotic happening in Kansas City the weekend of March 6th through the 8th and Asheville, North Carolina, April 5th through 7th. We have this great workshop called Power, Surrender, and Intimacy, which is an exploration of bondage and SM and power play, which can be very, very powerful and pleasurable and healing for people. And that's up at Easton Mountain um, the weekend of March 14th through 17th. And I'm teaching an online class that I really love uh, starting um, March 6th called, I call it Awaken Your Inner Sexy Man. Mm. 
And so it's this idea that we have this erotic self, this sexy self inside of us. And what would happen if I gave myself permission just to kind of turn on my sexiness in a whole variety of really fun and interesting ways and do that in communities? That's a three-session online class. So there's lots of things you can go to the Body Electric website about it. Um, I just want to say, I was really struck by what you were saying about looking at your own body once a week and how powerful that can be. And, and how many of us never do that? How many of us live our lives so checked out from the experience mm -hmm. of our own body? And there's nothing, it's not wrong. It's not bad. It's just, what could my life be? What could happen if I simply uh, got back in touch with my friend, the body? And so I really want to leave people who are listening with this, this idea of, uh, imagining self doing some self-soothing that you could get in bed at night and you don't even, it doesn't even have to go to a, an erotic place, but it could just begin putting your hands on your own body, rubbing your body, rubbing your skin, breathing a little bit. You know, we all have such deep touch needs and so few of us get them met consistently, but we can give that to ourselves. We can be that for ourselves. The ima imagining slowing down and just nourishing my skin and my own body with my own touch as I breathe a little bit is so healing and nourishing mm -hmm. and so important. Uh, well, and the thing consider. is, is we miss that. We yeah. need to be nourished in so many mm -hmm. different ways. It isn't just water and food. Yes. There's love. There's no. personal touch, connection. Touch. There's, you know, being mm -hmm. out in nature, getting your vitamin D out on the side. I don't care mm -hmm. what the nourishment comes from so many places yet. Again, Craig, we miss this one piece mm -hmm. so often. The erotic yes. and, so, and sensual nourishment right. is just as important. Just as important. Exactly. And so body electric is a vehicle for that. And some people love body electric and they and they and they and they and something in them right now, people are listening and they'll go, yeah, there's something there for me. Others, not so much. And that's okay. There's lots of other things out there. It's it's great to be in the work and find what works for you. So um, and I, I I'm also available. I'm a coach. My website is uh, w www.craigcullinane.com um you know check it out um and so thank you so much for having me on your show of again. course I feel like of so course honored. man it's so much it's so good to have <laughs> you again and and to be in the presence and have these i mean what people don't realize is we do the we have these check-ins and then we go off in our own habits as coaches and off we go and We'll connect again That's somewhere right. through yeah. something else, but it's not often that we even get to continue carrying on these conversations. I mean, we connect every once in a while, but these moments are really yeah, precious. Sure. They're really precious in so many ways. So, yes. Well, Craig, agree. thank you so much yeah. for being an amazing guest and doing the work that you do to heal the planet in different ways. And everybody, mm. there will be every connection <laughs> to getting to Craig on the website for the podcast. So everything to Body Electric, his personal website, all that stuff will be available. And I encourage you if this is if his work and the work that he does it personally or in body electric is calling to you, heed the calling. So thank you again, Craig, so much for being an amazing guest, man. And I appreciate you. And I appreciate all you listeners as well. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. That's a wrap for 40 plus gay men, gay talk, where size doesn't matter. We drop our bullshit, get over our screwed up fears, make bold moves and live life without apologies. Don't forget to join us on Facebook at 40 plus gay men, gay talk, where the conversations continue.